so success previously, uh, now this is changing. Uh, previously, it meant that I have to be smart. Yeah. So I think that's the, the root of all of it <laughs> is I always don't feel like I'm smart enough because of the cultural, not well, cultural narrative of what Asians should be, but because I don't fit into that, then I feel like, okay, then I must not be good enough, right? Um, because I don't fit into that, then I feel like I don't measure up. Welcome back to the Human Up podcast. It is Victor Ung, and this week we're going to do something a little different. I'll be sharing a Facebook Live that I did with my entrepreneur friend, Clover Lamb. She has created a Facebook group called Unconventional Asians, where she has a mission to encourage Asians to think and act outside of the box, to break free from the stereotypes that's limiting us from our fullest potential. And so every week in her lives, she'll bring on a coach or expert or therapist to help her work through any emotional or mental obstacle that she herself is facing. And I found that really brave and courageous for her to offer herself up for others as a way to open up and show more vulnerability to, again, help us, especially in the Asian community, have these deeper conversations and break down the stigma against being able to talk about any of this stuff. So I was honored and had a lot of fun to come on and help her with people-pleasing. She faces social anxiety when in big group settings, especially those with higher status or intelligence. And we really got into some deep stuff and she walked away with a really cool insight for herself. And again, this is super cool that she is willing to put herself out there like this and I figured I'd share this conversation with this podcast as well so you can get a sense of what coaching could look like for you or if you are curious about how I coach in particular so I am super excited to get into this conversation but before we do a quick update on my end my group coaching program, the Emotion Dojo, is still open. This is a men's group just for those who come from an Asian background and living in a country outside of their culture. I found that the many men's groups that I have joined are very white-centric. And though it was so helpful and I've developed such great relationships with these men, I was still missing the cultural aspect and this deeper connection around my Asian identity. And that piqued my curiosity to find out why that was. And culturally, there are so many expectations of what it means to be Asian, to be a man, this model minority, right? This, this responsible and stoic Asian man who is supposed to protect and provide for the family. And it was interesting to find that it's so hard for Asian men to seek out help, to ask for help. And here I was looking for that help, but not able to find any. 
And so I went ahead and created my own space. And so if you're interested in this, stick around to the end of this episode to learn more about the Emotion Dojo. So with that, I am super excited to share with you the Facebook Live I did with Clover on Unconventional Asians. If you want to watch the video version of this, you can do so at facebook.com slash unconventionalasian. The link will also be in the show notes. All right, let's get into it. All right, it's live. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our Facebook Live Friday. And uh, today we have Victor Ng from victorung.com. <laughs> and he is um, a cannabis wellness coach and also an emotional intelligence coach. So today we're going to focus on that because uh, I know there's so many things going on right now um, that can bring up a lot of emotions and how do we deal with that Um Victor is going to show his expertise and coach me live on that. So, and can't wait to start. So, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm super excited, and I really appreciate you for doing this. For like, Aww. you know, being open and and vulnerable, and allowing and showing others what what it means or what it looks like. So. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, so I guess the topic that I'm going to focus on, because there's so many parts of emotional intelligence, right? And uh, for me, it's more about people pleasing, which I know also relate to a lot of people, in mm-hmm. especially the Asian community. Um, I think people pleasing for me, it's like if I say, for example, I'm upset or I don't feel good with a certain situation, I will shove those feelings and suppress it for the betterment of the collective, right? right? Right. Um, Because otherwise then I'll feel like impulsive, irresponsible and all that, which sometimes is true, right? But then I also let people cross my boundaries and that hurts my uh, relationships, uh, friendships, work, everything. So I think it's an important thing to address. So, Yeah. yeah. This is a great topic and very relevant for the Asian community, even for myself as well. Um, and uh, yeah, we can we can definitely dive in. I guess I'm curious then, mm-hmm. you know, as we as we start into that topic, like yeah. was there a recent experience or or something that really created this as a as a theme for you and in, in um why you want to start addressing this and and look at it? Um, Well, this has always been a big thing. Uh, Whenever I need to set boundaries, I will feel like I'm being too much. So I just don't say anything. Uh, Or some situation comes up and it's uncomfortable for me, then I'll be like, I'll suck it up and just do it anyways, uh, type of thing. So that's kind of like a, a general theme that has been going on like, every day not every day but like majority of my life (laughs) and so i can't say there's like a specific example that i can think right right yeah yeah um yeah it's it's definitely a just a big topic so it's yeah it's hard to break it down right right Um, um so Okay. So maybe, maybe this, uh, so I was, okay. I have a bit of a social anxiety sometimes. Mm. Okay. So say, for example, I need to go into an environment where there's going to be a lot of people, right? Cause I'm towards like the introverted side. I could hang out with people 
that I know that I feel comfortable with, but it's like a bunch of people that I'm like, ah, I feel like I need to perform. I need to um, be a certain way uh, to please them, right? right? Uh, so then they would accept me or that I would not feel left out or I won't be awkward, like type of thing. Right. Uh, so that's, I don't know if that example would be good enough. <laughs> well, yeah. So what I hear then is that the the people pleasing does affect um just how you communicate yourself in, yeah. in certain environments, especially social social settings. Right. Um, is that is that relevant to then being online? Like, how does it feel right now to be like so yeah. open to right. the internet right, right now? And yeah, it's interesting because online I don't have that fear for some reason uh, mm-hmm. because I feel like it's like behind a screen. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and. I don't know, like people are not actually present for me to feel their energy. Gotcha. Uh, but when I'm actually physically there with people, then I'm like, Ugh, like almost like my insecurities come up. Yeah. It's like, oh, am I good enough? Like, am I, you know, contributing enough value? Like things like that. But in front of a camera, for some strange reason, like that goes away. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's Which is great. Because right. like, they allow me to do what I can do. But yeah. Well, and again, I really appreciate you for for even doing this right now, right? Like uh, to to like have everyone just you know watch through what you're struggling right, right. with right now, um, and and so when you're thinking about in person settings, then mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and we can start with the you mentioned having a bigger group setting, yeah kind of tell me more about like what's going on for you in your body in in your emotions what you're feeling when you're starting to approach that sort of situation yeah um i think the first thing i do is that like i the build the buildup of insecurity of like i am not good enough Mm. um because i feel like i'm good at telling stories but i'm not good at interacting with people like like the banter right like i i i I judge myself for like, oh, maybe I don't think fast enough or like, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And then mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, then what I'm saying, maybe not be fun enough or not be like smart enough, like all these, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not good enough. It's like, sorry to surface. And so when I do that, then I freeze or I become more awkward than I like in my head. I'm like, what should I say next? Like, what should I do? And then I just become like inauthentic, right? In a way. And here we are trying to be more authentic. That's why I'm doing this coaching right. with you. <laughs> right. Um, um, which is really ironic, but I guess we all go through that process. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of like what's going on in my head. And then um, around my chest area, I literally would have like a faster heart rate and I'm yeah. just really internalizing everything. So I would usually like not frown, but I wouldn't smile as much. I'm not enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm just like thinking. Right. <laughs> right. So that's right. kind of like killing the vibe. <laughs> I see. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it, like your, your body is kind of in a way killing the vibe, right? Right. Like, right. The, like energetically yeah. Chest yeah. feeling, you know, tightens up and then yeah. that gets into your head and yeah. 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 Do you, when you're, so when you're, when you're starting to feel that energy, mm-hmm. you know, is there like, is that while you're approaching the, you know, meetup or whatever, or the crowd, or is it like in, like in conversation or. 
Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think usually it happens beforehand, uh, not even before I meet the crowd yeah. or people. It's literally just in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, like before I actually go to the event, like I freak out inside, but I pretend to be cool. And when <laughs> I get there, um, it's usually okay, to be honest with you, the, the nerves goes away, but depends yeah. on who I'm with as well. If I feel intimidated because the people there are like have high credentials, for example, or they're more professional, whatever the setting might be, then I'll get totally internalized and just like shitting all over myself like inside. Um, but if it's like a casual setting, it's like whatever, then I'm like just having fun. So it, it depends. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I hear that there's uh, a it it the context matters right yes yeah. yes the yes, context yes. of the group and yeah. and what it's for or the type of people that are there right, right. um and then yeah. it sounds like once you're there though and able to engage it's, and interact yeah. then you start i'm to fine yeah relax right 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 yeah yeah so having that said is there a okay. certain you know when you when you're thinking about the context or the type of people mm -hmm. that are going to be in these settings Mm -hmm. you know and coming back to the people pleasing is there is there a certain type of people or a group of people that you you like to please more so than others i think smart people mm. um because i think my insecurity is uh coming from that i didn't specifically come from like the doctor lawyer engineer path which yeah. is a lot of asians right yep. And because I am a flight attendant, so it comes from a very different perspective. Then mm. this is where the unconventional thing comes in. It's like, I don't feel like I belong per se yeah. because everyone else is going that path and I'm not. But in a way, it's cool. But in a way, I feel left out. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so then it's like, oh, they're more professional. They have like, you know, a higher degree. Then I feel like, well, what I'm saying might not be smart enough or knowledgeable enough uh, in order to contribute anything back, um, which I know is also not true because I have a lot of travel experience that can be interesting. Um, but it's it just more like initially that like insecurity is popping up in my mind that sometimes can paralyze me um, yeah. into enjoying myself in the moment. So mm. well, how, what's, what's going on for you right now as you as you express that? Um, maybe in the body right anything that you're feeling um, how, how do you feel kind of how do I feel now honestly I feel pretty good because I've actually internalized this already <laughs> okay. and so Great. it's kind of like well just letting it out um, yeah. and I yeah. don't per se feel insecure right now uh, but it's just more like if I were to imagine a scenario of me like having to go to a group, then that feeling would pop up again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just how, how do I numb or, or not listen to that voice? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's actually the, what I was going to get curious about as well is, um, you know, as your, what, what is that ideal state that you'd like to be in then when mm -hmm. you do approach a group and when there's yeah. smart people in the room right you find yourself wanting to please them again you find yourself comparing right. like using a lot of not enough right? yeah yeah how, how, what is that 
ideal state then for you um, as you right right uh my ideal state would just be authentically myself honestly what else is there um like to just have fun and be in the moment and just offering like i guess a different uh narrative the unconventional side uh right where people don't really get to see that part because of my job it's quite different uh and also the experience that i had growing up and like I guess like things that I can offer that are different from the norm, mm. which can, it should still be a value. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes because it's so different then I judge myself for being different, but at the same time, it's cool that it's different. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just like being yeah. at ease with myself for okay to be different. For being different. Yeah. 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 To not have to, feel like you fit in or or right to please them right. right and that it's okay to just carve my own path the whole channel <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um do you so in, in the um you know is there are there other feelings or emotions that come up when you are feeling different like what what comes up when you when you don't feel like you, you belong right um definitely a little bit i i feel guarded mm-hmm. like i need to protect myself almost um like a protective mechanism yeah. of needing to be independent because it's like then shielding myself from being uh judged by others because i'm different Right. Uh, so it's almost like an ego thing. It's like, oh, okay. Like I'm putting up a wall. And when I put a wall, then I, I'm like, again, pretending to be cool, <laughs> like, yeah. type of thing. Uh, so then it becomes more cold and distant. Gotcha. Um, so that's kind of like one part. Uh, but then uh, the other part would be like, I'm not, I'm just talking about more the negative or shadow aspect of myself. Uh, there's definitely many good parts, uh, but the shadow aspect, another one would be like um, almost like trying to prove myself that I need to be like, Oh, let me tell you my story <laughs> because, you know, um, because of that, I guess, self-worth or the the ne- lack of, self-worth not feeling i'm good enough um and needing to kind of like boast my achievement or experience um Mm. yeah yeah so what i heard then and and let me know if this you know is inaccurate but you know there is a um the desire to uh to to show like your worth or to prove that you're good enough Right, in a way, is getting in the way of what you want to do, which is to yes. be authentic and yes. to be, exactly. you know, to really show like what your your true self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the time, I can do that when I don't have that internalized voice of insecurity. Yeah, like when I'm truly like I don't care, then I'm just like being truly authentic. But <laughs> it just whenever that like anxiety comes up, I need to like perform to a certain standard mm-hmm. that is imagined in my head. Nobody ever said that I have to, it's just a bar that I set for myself. Then I become like, ah, I need to like right. people please now. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and I and I hear again, it's it's like certain situations that do mm-hmm. that, certain contexts, yes. certain yes. people. Yes, like yeah. whenever I feel like I don't measure up to a certain yeah. group of people, then I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what? Let's see. There's a couple of questions I have, and in, in um, when you when you mentioned like measuring up as well, it does make me curious about like what success means to you, or right. what you know what value means to you. Right. Right. What, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah. So success previously, uh, now this is changing. Uh, previously it meant that I have to be smart. Yeah. So I think that's the, the, the root of all of it <laughs> is I always don't feel like I'm smart enough because of the cultural, not well, cultural narrative of what Asians should be, but because I don't fit into that, then I feel like, okay, then I must not be good enough. Right. Um, but then, um, also success also means, you know, having certain jobs again, it's the same thing. Right. Um, because I don't fit into that. Then I feel like I don't measure up. Mm. But at the same yeah. time, it's interesting because it's like now from the other angle, it's like, no, I'm able to like now I'm kind of reframing what success means because it's I'm just like walking my own path and carving my own way and I'm having fun and happiness and enjoying yeah. the process is success. Right. And so now I'm kind of answering my own question yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> of like or the, that that whole limiting belief of or right. not feeling good enough because it's like right if i go into it thinking that i don't measure up then because i don't feel successful but then what the success means to me but if i now understand that i am successful in my own way i don't need to prove anything kind of like that <laughs> i just i just answered my own question <laughs> there, it sounds like you did um <laughs> Uh, yeah what what's how does that feel to express that or, or uh yeah it feels identify good. that it feels yeah good. feels good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, is that something that you feel like is yeah, yeah go, ahead. go ahead no no go ahead go ahead go ahead um is that something you feel like is is something that you know as as you go and and approach these situations again you know in your future state in your ideal okay. situation that you know, how, how would you remind yourself then? How would you remind yourself of, of this insight as you go into future situations? I literally would say maybe success is determined how, by how much fun you have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that sounds like a great affirmation for yourself. Yeah. 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 So Hmm. I think that's like, yeah, good way to look at it. But then sometimes, like, then I also beat myself up, like, am I having enough fun? <laughs> it's like that whole, yeah. like, you know, right. perfectionism thing. Right. Um, but I think it's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah. yeah. Or just, like, being different, it's a strength, not a weakness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and that's very, I, I resonate with that. It is mm. something I'll just comment on from my end is that, mm. You know, there's um, expressing that fun and joy mm. can also be difficult for right. our community, for our culture yes. when when we're yes. not allowed to, you know, express yeah. that. So, yeah. Um, how for you, mm-hmm. what would what does that look like then? How, how would it 
how could you be authentic in expressing your joy and and your level of fun yeah i think really not caring what other people think is really important uh because then i can be carefree and not like what is the standard of fun do we even have to evaluate what fun means (laughs) like you know what i mean but because like i guess with blaming it on our culture that everything is so like you have to be a certain way even having fun you have to like you know compete with other people it's like really like there's no measurement here it's just like whatever you like uh and just enjoying the moment if you don't feel like it you don't feel like it if you feel like it you feel like it like that's the way it is right and feelings are like ways they come and go and they might not be constant and they're just kind of honoring ourselves uh that it's okay to feel a range of emotions coming back to emotional intelligence and that acceptance of um and an acceptance uh sorry what you resist persists so it's almost like the more you don't deny yourself from feeling a certain emotion the mm. more it will linger right so like mm. linking back to in my head if i keep folks kissing on like neuro am i doing enough or whatever that i'm just like literally mm. frozen then i'm not having fun in the moment and just like then eventually that energy can be felt by other people right mm-hmm Mm-hmm. that sounds like a yeah that sounds like a pretty big insight for you yeah I mean, yeah the, the fact that your thoughts affect your emotions and that starts yes. showing up in your behaviors yes um, yes 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 so yeah so when you're when you start feeling those insecurities the you know the the comparison that's happening not not being enough and measuring up mm-hmm what are the thoughts that contribute to that? And and what are the thoughts that you'd like to have? Mm, I see. So what are the, it's the original thought and how can I reframe that? Yeah. Um, so original thought are usually always stemming from not good enough, right? Like the yeah. unworthiness. Um, and I would reframe it to what is a different way of looking at how I can contribute value, right? So like, for example, I am not smart enough or not professional enough, right? That's the first limiting belief, whatever. And then kind of reframing it to, I have a lot of life experiences and stories to give. Yeah. Uh, And that's a different way to approach value, I guess. Right. right? Uh, no, the, another one is like, okay, I might not be good at bantering, <laughs> but then the other part is like, but I can be good at listening and mm. people like to be heard mm. and people like to talk about themselves. Mm. And that's an also, also a value. Uh, so it just kind of like seeing value at different places and not prioritize one over the other mm. um, because everyone had different roles to play and we don't have to be good at everything. Uh really helps i guess reframe that situation in my mind (laughs) that so how did you appreciate those reframes for yourself yeah i think it's really helpful actually yeah so it's kind of like now remembering to do that (laughs) in real life (laughs) it's like um whenever i feel triggered or like an anxiety starts to come up it's like feel in my body uh where where does it sit like usually in my chest there's like a 
tightness in my chest or burning sensation, whatever, yeah. feel it, allow it, let it pass. And then what are the thoughts that are coming up in my head? And then it's like, tell myself it's okay. And then like reframe it. Uh, yeah. And then I guess, and it also takes practice. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it right away right. Uh, to like take away that anxiety or whatever, but it's just like, let's experiment this like for the next time with, when this comes up. And I guess the more I practice, the better I'll get. Yeah. And understanding that a lot of people have social anxiety too, I think. Right. So, exactly. I think that that's the yeah. other um, perspective shift as well is that you're not alone in having these right. feelings. And, and again, I appreciate yeah. you for, you know, opening up here because I'm sure that so many can relate, you know, I know I do. Um, um, I did get curious though, when, you know, you're, you're thinking about wanting to even show value in the first place, you know? And oh. so it's, it's important to, you know, it's what you did was like reframing what type of value you're showing, but right. it's like, why do you need to show value in the first place? Mm. I think that's again, the proving I need to be good enough again. Yeah. Like, it's like, if I'm not giving value, that means I'm not appreciated mm. or that it then why am i there <laughs> like almost in a way it, um, do you do yeah. you feel that with others if they're not showing value for being no. there no so it's a double standard like i have a stricter standard with myself than others mm. but and and but i also don't always give value either <laughs> like uh it, I think that's a good point because it's kind of like, why do I have to even give value in the first place? And when I do that and when I fixate on that, then that's where the anxiety comes in. But when I actually don't think about it, then whatever comes out in the moment, it's more natural, more spontaneous, more authentic. I naturally will go give value as a byproduct. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So like fixating on that thought. That's a really good point. Mm. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> Let that let that take it in maybe. for a bit maybe yeah. breathe into that yeah yeah <laughs> uh, if you were to take a breath for that actually you want to mm -hmm. you want to try that real mm -hmm. quick yeah so just you know rethinking about why why provide value in the first place mm -hmm. and just read that in I was trying to, I think, validate my existence, but I don't have to. Like, who I am is already enough, right? Mm. That. Even though I'm saying it, but sometimes I still feel the insecurity. Of course, of course. But so now, and now you recognize feeling it. Right. Right. You feel that insecurity, and that's a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's part of being human. Yeah. And, there's a thought that's usually associated to it. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the other thought that you'd like to have? Mm, right. Know? Right. What is the other thought I would like to have would be like, being me is enough. Like I don't have to prove anything. It's the other thought. <laughs> is and there, can you breathe through yeah. that? Like when you reframe, is there a certain ritual that you do? Um, 
it is a it's part of affirmations that mm. you know that that is part of the breathing right so right. um that's that's where a lot of times we'll we'll say things we'll have these insights but yeah. we don't feel fully connected to it that's the thing yeah and that's where that's where breathing in has to mm. you know or is helpful in that mm. where now that you've reframed it and created a new yeah. thought right. for yourself yeah you know if you can breathe that in to really absorb the words that you're saying oh okay i see interesting and integrate it and and really in a way it's it's visualizing it's it's just connecting to a different source within mm. yourself mm. right um so if you if you are imagining mm -hmm. yourself yeah with that affirmation that you are enough you don't have to prove anything right what how does that feel in your body if you were to let go of all the other critiques and questions about it yeah, really that's absorbed. what i was doing I was exactly exactly yeah yeah so if like, you oh, no, bullshit. i don't believe exactly. you <laughs> yeah 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 i feel that yeah oh, so, you're like huh? <laughs> that's okay that's okay yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but if you continue absorbing and accepting that you don't have to prove anything what does that feel like it's interesting because my body keeps fighting it. Mm -hmm. it. It keeps saying like that is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's look. Let's face it. Let's name it. What does that feel like then? Where is that bullshit coming from? Good question. Where is that coming from? Or what does it feel like within? If there's anything in the body, if you have any. Is there any part that's shaking or any any tension mm. within your body? Mm, that's so good. It is more in my sacral area, like like lower abdomen like area. Um, it's almost like it wants to fight it. Like it, there's a defense mechanism. Yeah. It's like to say like, no, you're not. <laughs> it's everything. Uh, but then I'm slowly dissolving it. it. I'm almost like getting to a point. I'm like starting to laugh, like to be like, yeah, you're enough. But I'm like fighting with, to, with myself that you're not. And I'm like just laughing at myself for not listening to it, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm, I, I'm slowly dissolving to actually understand and integrate it. But I can't say I'm there yet. <laughs> so do I keep breathing? <laughs> you can you can yeah and just it feels uncomfortable right as you continue breathing yeah i can i can see that even taking that breath maybe creates more right of that feeling oh create more of the discomfort or, well, or I, I, whatever I, was, feeling it is coming up yeah that was that was maybe too much of an assumption on my end but um you know as as you're breathing in like is there a sense of of it still continue fighting back as you continue breathing? I see what you mean. Um, it is slowly dissolving. Interesting. So you just keep you just keep going. That's mm. a very good point because I usually stop at one to two breaths. Yeah, I don't keep going. Mm. 
So it's almost like, I'm just now like rationalizing this. Uh, when you are breathing, you'll be like, bullshit. <laughs> and then it's like, keep breathing. Bullshit. It's like quieter. Oh, okay. And then it's like quieter and quieter. And then it's like, oh, okay, maybe you're right. All right. Okay. Like it kind of keep breathing and keep fighting, not fighting it, but keep per- persisting um, yeah. and to let, it's slowly embracing it in your body. Oh, I love yeah. that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, hmm. and you can, you can maybe spend time, you know, by yourself yeah. to yeah. continue bringing that outside of mm. um, the session here. But it sounds like that, that was pretty big insight for you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, it's huge, actually. Interesting. That persist through the discomfort and the resistance yeah yeah right just keep going even through a feeling (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it will get quieter your mind will get quieter over time Hmm. and and that's that's a a a big part of the practice for sure right when there's any especially with our emotions and our feelings that the discomfort we see as a defense mechanism mm-hmm. and the first instinct is to stop it to stop mm-hmm. feeling that discomfort to protect ourselves yes yeah right yeah yeah so to um but doing too too much of that is turns into suppression repression and it's always going to come back as we approach the new situations mm. right? Yeah, that's so true. Especially in the Asian community, we do that yeah. a lot. Right. Yeah. So. And sometimes it comes back like tenfold, <laughs> the passive mm-hmm. aggressiveness. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So again, it just feeling the emotions as they are, and when they dissipate and dissolve, then the thoughts usually are not as powerful in our mind. And then in the situation where say I'm anxious or whatever, I need to people please. Then I kind of, now that the, that the power of the emotion is gone, that I'm able to reframe better. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is what, yeah. When you feel those emotions initially, you're going to mm-hmm. have initial thoughts that exasperate those emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if, practice building that muscle to mm-hmm. embrace that emotion regardless of how uncomfortable it is right from that place you start it starts dissipating you can start creating new thoughts for yourself mm-hmm. and once you have new thoughts you have new emotions you've reframed or new perspective on that emotion at least it might even feel the same right okay. you know a lot of time anxiety can yeah. be excitement a lot of times mm-hmm. Yes, anger yes, yes. is is a, a drive is a motivation right mm. so every emotion um has has different thoughts that can have a different perspective of what that emotion means oh. we we create our own meanings around yeah. our emotions oh i love that oh i really love that so then then the power is in your hands it's like whatever emotions that come up for you, you can just reframe it in a way that serves you. Right. 
Exactly. That's a huge part of what emotional intelligence is for sure. Thanks for saying that. I think that's, that's, (laughs) it's, it's it's how to use our emotions for you rather than against you. Right. Um, and so having that said, you know, in the last few minutes, do you, after, you know, when you have those thoughts that reframes the emotion, is there an action now? Is there behavior or maybe even inaction, right? So sometimes you don't even have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But what is in action or inaction that you'd like to uh, that that you could do with these emotions? Then, mm. uh, okay. So for the example of like the social anxiety thing, say for example, yeah, um, it's literally just show up and have fun. Or even turn it, or okay. So I also heard this thing. It's like focus outwards, right? Like so, because I was internalizing so much, it's always about mm. me. But at the end of the day, it's not about me. <laughs> it's about the whole dynamic, yeah. the whole situation, and just having fun. And honestly, nobody even cares most of the time. And so, so it's like instead of like the action of thinking about what I'm feeling and the insecurities it's about how about I ask other people questions, get curious with what they are like and observe and, and, and enjoy the moment when I'm focusing out instead of in that takes my ego away. Um, And I think that's more productive to actually get more information as well. Yeah. Great. That sounds very tangible for sure. Yeah. So, (laughs) Yeah. I'll do. Yeah. And, amazing. and to, to solidify that more is, mm. you know, uh, it, it sounds like having fun is important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, how can, what does fun look like for you? How can you, you know, enjoy that process more for yourself? I think what makes you really happy uh, is progress. Uh, and, um, this is like a bit selfish, but progress in realizing my true potential or, or like what I'm growing and how I'm discovering more of myself or being more yeah. authentically me. Uh, so almost kind of like observing other people, like say in the environment and be like, oh, do I even like that? Like it's almost like a self-discovery process. Or it's like, oh, if I act this way or if they act this way, oh, this certain emotion comes out. Oh, this is cool. I just learned something about me or I learned something about them. And that actually is fun for me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And so in every moment then, then when I'm with people, it's actually interestingly better than being with myself because I won't be able to have that mirror back at me. Mm. Uh, Only interactions are able to draw certain aspects of me out. And so now this actually makes um, a social interaction more exciting than a dread. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Mm. That sounds powerful for you. Yeah. To reframe yeah. that as well, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. To be like, oh, actually, now I can learn more about myself and others and have more fun. And Yeah. yeah. In the context yeah. of others. So it sounds like it's, ha- it's more fun for you to... Mm-hmm be able to see yourself in different situations in different people yeah regardless of how smart they are right where they are you know who what how you measure up to them right how much you're trying to please them 
Right. Right. Yeah. That, that yeah. you can you look at. There's something to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For and yourself that's about them. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Mm, I love it. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Just in a very short time, like thirty minutes, we're already yeah. Tease all of that out. Yeah. It's amazing. Great. Thank you. How do you how do you feel now? Do you feel complete? Yeah, I I do feel a lot better for sure. I think it's just having the tools. Um, I I think I still have to practice. So when the moments comes, the triggers will always come back because it's such an ingrained pattern. Uh, But it's just like, okay, what are the steps now? Right? It's like, okay, this feeling is coming up. Feeling my body breathe more than I usually do. Right? A few more times until it actually dissipates. I guess observing that thought that is associated with feeling and when that emotion dissipates, what is a new thought that I can kind of almost reprogram. And then from there, just seeing like different angles of it, right? It's like, now what can I get out of this? And what can, instead of what can, what do I have to do to please other people? What can I get out of this? Like what, like what, instead of having to provide the value, how can you... How can you enjoy that process? How, what can you exactly. learn and have fun with? Yeah. 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 And by doing that, sometimes it's just sitting back and observing people. That's mm-hmm. actually fun as well. Yeah. And which, that's already which, feedback that's coming in. Yeah. Which is what I heard before too, when you mentioned that, you know, you, the, the reframe of instead of um, having to, to be witty or, or to have the conversation that you are the one to listen, that you can right. sit back and be, observant as well so yes yes yeah. and that's also a value that you can give to others and if, even if it's not a value i'm having fun because i'm observing exactly. exactly yeah yeah i love that Great. that's amazing uh i'm curious too just to learn about you like where did you um learn all this like and how you got into emotional intelligence in the first place yeah I, yeah i know um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh we got right into it of course um i i will answer that but i did want to i want to ask one more in um when you're thinking about you know in the next situations right as you come up to it that it, it you know having this type of conversation now like with all the frameworks it's easy to then yeah. still let that get in our minds and overthink right. about oh this is the step i have to do i have to do it this way like this is something, yeah, right? yeah, yeah and so as you're approaching the next situation, just really tap into what's going on in your body. Yeah. What are you feeling? What what either sensations you're feeling around, not just in your head, but in other areas of your body mm-hmm. and be able to use that as a way to connect mm-hmm. back to an emotion, right? right? And then to then see it in a different light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's true because uh, it's like, otherwise it's like, oh, here's a checklist. And then I get like, oh, here we yep, go. All exactly, these things again. Exactly. And then it doesn't help with the anxiety, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're very top heavy creatures. You know, yeah. we like to, we like to think through everything and we forget to tap into the intelligence that is outside mm-hmm. of our just intellectual minds, but within yeah. our body, within our emotions. So, mm-hmm. um, that's yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah, and to answer your question yeah, yeah. <laughs> about how I got into it, yeah. um, I, I, I don't know how. Where do I even start? I think like you know, there's a, a natural gravitation for me to um, 
to uh to to be observant about oh. emotions not okay. only especially within others um oh. but it was interesting that i kind of lacked that within myself you oh. know um so i guess one one aspect of it for me is that my um you know i i've was around a lot of conflict growing up my parents mm. argued all the time my grandparents bickered they you know even like uh even in my own relationships there was just a lot of um miscommunication that you know was creating a lot of conflict and um and so i was very observant of others but not really of myself in in mm. how i was um reacting to these situations right um and so yeah over time i've noticed you know in the workplace not having that identity of my or not being able to name my emotions was okay. holding me back from also asserting myself from yeah. not just people pleasing right not just um avoiding conflict to to create harmony within mm -hmm. the group within my parents within right the workplace within my dating relationships um and and so i found that i was a common denominator in like mm. I, I don't know exactly what i'm feeling or how to communicate that how to really mm. like express that without feeling weak or too sensitive or that i have to man up or that yeah you know, that it's um that i had to be this model minority perfectionist mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um so a lot of culture a lot of realizing that my, my asian culture and my idea of what it means to be a man held me back from really looking at myself mm -hmm. and um and so yeah, and, and at the same time, looking at the environment around me mm -hmm. in terms of how supportive that was, right? In yeah. the workplace, I mm -hmm. did not feel safe enough to right. be myself. To, you know, yeah. as a consultant, you got to like show this, you know, expertise or this is whatnot. And, and I, you know, agree, like, obviously, we need to be experts in our field, right. but um, there was just no space to be human. And so mm -hmm. I... Uh, and so, yeah, I, I left the corporate world and then um, started writing, started really looking at myself, doing a lot of soul searching and identity um, yeah. and, uh, and, and learned how to really connect with my own emotions and a lot of what we talked about here in, in like connecting to a, a different source, right? Yeah. To get out of my head a little bit mm -hmm. and, and tap into like, what is this energy? What is this? spirit or or whatever you want to call it right yeah. um and you know because i i'm was raised a very left-brained logical mm -hmm. person and and didn't really tap into these other forms of intelligence yeah. and uh and so you know uh yeah that was that was a big realization for me in terms of what I felt was missing and then I just decided to lean into it and even though it's really uncomfortable and I still struggle of course like many other humans you know even as I call myself an EQ coach but 
um it's been so i've seen so much progress in myself and for those of others um through it so yeah that's that's a quick story yeah that is amazing thank you so much for sharing that's really inspirational actually like for you to first of all being aware of you know yourself not having um maybe as much knowledge and experience around emotional intelligence and taking the steps to actually go through that discomfort and learn it and to now you helping other people right yeah uh, it, yeah though no, that it's an amazing like feat that a lot of us are still um denying um especially in the asian community and just because we don't know what we don't know right um to right. even unveil the first part of awareness that's like the hardest thing so right. i really commend you for doing that and now helping the community thank you uh, yeah really and and actually that's a great point too in that like it's it's really just vocabulary right it's just the it's a language um mm-hmm. that i've i've started to see this as you know mm-hmm. like almost like it's like i'm being more bilingual in yeah, in, in english right exactly. like having okay. another yeah, yeah true that's and true so you know and that's where a lot of our our immigrant parents you know just doesn't have the language to talk about it like you know we care about it of course we're mindful you know in a lot of ways we just don't know how to communicate it with each other so yes um, and that spills over to all areas of your life exactly yeah in relationships or even like rising up the corporate ladder um, sometimes yeah. we can work hard all we want, right? And then produce results, but it's in, in between the connections, the interactions, that, that's when people exactly. believe you and trust you and you can lead the team uh, based on emotional intelligence and competence, obviously. But competence alone is not enough. Exactly. And at the, again, that's that model minority culture yeah. that we absorbed, yeah. right? Like, oh, we, that, we'll just study, we'll just get the good grades, we'll just keep our head down, do what we're told, and we'll get will achieve success but um there are you could be the smartest person in the room but if you can't communicate with others or express yourself or approve or assert that that um you know that uh that that awareness then it you know it's it's difficult to achieve the success yeah. that you want no, so for sure yeah. for sure yeah, that's amazing. And I know a lot of Asian men, especially, have uh, difficulty around it. And you actually help, uh, you have a platform. So if you want to like share yeah. with you as well. Yeah, thanks for, yeah. Um, so uh, definitely a lot of my own journey realized that, it, you know, a lot of Asian culture as well as my idea of masculinity had, had kept me back from it. And so um, finding that I've, not it i'm not the only one that this isn't even just about me that this is so much bigger than myself i feel like um i've been called to support my other asian brothers to um to to do this work as well without the judgment without the bias from our families or with you know society and um and so yeah there's a, a few other platforms one so i've i'm uh, one of the admins for a, a facebook group called the badass asian dudes um where we are empowering self-identifying asian males with emotional intelligence um you know there's enough high achieving high performing men out there it's it's time for more emotionally intelligent men like you were saying 
And um, and so under that, I've created the Emotion Dojo, which is a men's group, uh, which we do a lot of what we talked about in, in this session here is really having that space to communicate and naming those emotions. You know, I have a three-step process in um, awareness, uh, like what we did is naming those emotions and then accepting it, knowing that it's part of human, and then developing an action. What can we do with it now? What can we, uh, how can we use that for us to work for us and, and help us move forward and develop deeper relationships, create more fulfillment in our life, create more purpose or connection to our purpose? Um, and so we do that in a group setting and, and go through different prompts, talking That's through right. Asian identity, talking through what it means to be a man, talking through about our role models, about how our fathers, um, what influenced us and yes. how we make decisions, mm-hmm. how we've shown up in our, in our dating with yeah. other men or other women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and. Oh, this and, is so yeah. needed. Yes. So needed so, thank you. Thanks for saying yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, really I, appreciate I'm, that. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And you can learn more at, uh, badassasiandudes.com, uh, or victorung.com is my own website as well. Perfect. So kind of doing yeah. cross collaboration in different communities. Yeah. And what kind of social media do you have? So yeah, we are on, uh, Facebook. The, the badass Asian dudes is a Facebook group, um, right. uh, with over 1200 members now. Wow. And, yeah. It's Yay. great. It's yeah. so, and it's all organic, which we love. Oh, um, and then the, uh, and we have our Instagram as well. Badass Asian mm. Dudes mm. official. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you can find us there. And we also have a podcast available on all different right. streaming platforms, Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts and Google, etc. So, and that's yeah. also under Badass Asian Dudes, right? Yep. The podcast. Okay. Yep. Amazing. Awesome. More yeah. men needs to do this work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, everyone needs to do this work. Everyone but, uh, does. Yeah. Yeah. We need to do our own part. Like we're just talking about relationships. Um, cause it, it's almost like we have to be a complete person on each side in order to, you know, have beautiful, healthy relationship. Right. But yeah. a lot of times we are not even aware of our trauma or what we're projecting mm-hmm. onto other people. Then how can we, and come together as a whole and complete person. So this inner work is all about that. Yeah. And so thank you for creating that platform. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And yeah, it was, yeah. I'm glad that I learned it, so much. Yeah. <laughs> that, that it's really cool. It's a, you know, that, that you could um, be an example for people and, and show oh, your own vulnerability. You so wow. really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we have a um, viewer here from Hong Kong, all the way from Hong Kong. Hello. And it's like, what, 4 a.m. over there. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for watching. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you again, guys. And until next Friday. <laughs> all right. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this coaching session I had with Clover Lam from Unconventional Asians. I hope you join her group to learn more from the other experts that she brings on as she uses herself as an example for their expertise. Now for what I'm building out with the Emotion Dojo, 
This is again a men's group coaching membership where we focus on topics around Asian identity and masculinity and how we can better improve our emotional intelligence so that we can create more meaningful relationships around our lives to be better leaders for our coworkers, to be a better partner for our significant other. To even be a better version of ourselves, so that we can go and live out the life and live out the potential that we have as Asian Americans, or Asian Canadian, or British, or Australian, or wherever country you are. I can empathize with the struggle, not knowing which identity or which culture you fit in. And that can really put a tamper on our confidence to show up as our best self. Do we lean into our humble, collective nature from the Asian side, or do we be more boisterous and extroverted and loud for to accommodate for those in the Western culture? So this is not only a struggle that I've seen for myself, but within other people that I've. Been connecting with now during、um, these last couple years, and I realize that there is such a lack of representation for those of the Asian diaspora, and even more so in the mental health and wellness space. And it's a big reason for me to have created this own space myself, realizing that I had been missing. This type of support growing up for so long, and that's what created so much stagnancy and complacency within my life. I was passed up for promotions. I was not viewed as a reliable authority.、Um, I was not given trust to take on bigger responsibilities.、Um, and in dating, I was not attractive with. How I carried myself, with the values I stand behind, with my opinions or emotions, and not owning up to my emotions if it didn't even attract the people I'd want to date in the first place, also pushed them away even more. I ended up hurting a lot of women because of my inability to. Own up to my emotions, to take on, to take responsibility for myself. This is, of course, a lifelong process. Like even me being intentional about my this this inner work, I still find myself struggling or facing my own mental and emotional hangups.、Um, still saying the wrong things or still overreacting. You know. I'm human, right? And and I'm not going to be perfect, and that's what I am accepting. That's what I've learned to embrace, and that's what created so much more confidence within myself. I was given a compliment over the weekend that was so humbling for me, and、um, it it just. Fills me with pride and honor, and it came from a friend who 
was able to witness this journey. He mentioned that the before and after picture of of seeing me in the earlier part of the year versus now is drastically different. And he commented that I was so much more in myself and just enjoying myself more. And it's these types of things that light me up, that really tell me that I am doing something right here and I want to keep doing it. Not just to, you know, get compliments from people, but continually growing is something that I still value for myself. And it's something I want to keep doing and to also contribute what I learn along the way within that growth. And so this isn't just about me. You know, I'm, I'm just sharing my own personal um, wins here just as a way of to, to show an example of, of, you know, what doing this work can look like. And now I want to be able to share that with you. And to really give you the space to explore for yourself, to help be that sounding board for you that can draw out your own wisdom that you have already. I fully believe everyone has the answer within them and they just need a little bit of a spark or a little bit of a perspective shift to see what that answer is. So much of external world, so much of our culture, so much of what it means to be a man, so much of this toxic masculinity or, or, or expectations of success or attractiveness or whatever puts so much pressure on us to be a certain way. And again, I, I use myself as an example. I absorb so much of that model minority myth that it limited me in finding my own sense of happiness and fulfillment and sense of self and I want to help prevent that for others because a lesson learned should be a lesson shared and if I could play even just a small part in helping you prevent that pain and struggle for yourself and to prevent hurting others like I did, I would just be so lucky to be able to provide that support. So this is my life's work. This is my calling. This is what I've been spending every weekend on and late hours on building and refining and tweaking and experimenting with. And... I have actually been running it for free for, for friends um, since the start of quarantine and it's been so beautiful and magical and um, so insightful for, for all of us and I want you to be a part of it. So if you identify as an Asian dude, you have to join this group to get the support you need from a brotherhood that gets you i am just i'm so passionate about it and you you can learn more at bit.ly slash emotion dojo 
to get a better sense of the program as well as the feedback of the previous members and you can sign up right there with the link towards the bottom of the page as well and jump right into the group that is currently going right now. If you want to learn more from me personally before signing up, you can email me at victor at victorung.com. Otherwise, I would love to see you take that initiative and take that risk and jump right in. Again, thank you for listening all the way through to hear out my coaching, my story, and what I'm building here. And if I don't hear from you, you'll at least hear from me next Monday with another episode of Human Up. Talk to you later.